This is Peak Earth. I'm Case Bradford. Thanks for tuning in to this episode with Ryan Carter. He's known as Live Vitae, and Ryan is a nutritional therapist focused on health optimization. He's been in the game a long time. He has a deep and powerful wisdom. Ryan is also a nomadic entrepreneur and content creator. He joined us for this conversation from Nicaragua, where he was hanging out in the cafe. You can hear monkeys and birds in the background. It rains at one point. It sounds like a beautiful place. And we discussed some of the differences between South America, Central America, and the Western world, as well as some of the keys to health and Ryan's journey to getting to where he is today. It's a place of mastery, a place of understanding, and a place to be able to share what he knows and what he's learned with his clients and the world. I appreciate you tuning in. Really hope you enjoy this conversation. If you'd like to spread the love, share the episode across social media. That really warms my heart. It means a lot to me. And leaving a five-star review on Spotify or Apple is another way to contribute and to send some good vibes my way. Without any further rambling from me, thank you for listening. Hope you enjoy this episode with Ryan Carter, Live Vite. I'll just get a quick stretch and then we'll go. Let's do it. All right. I'm here today with Ryan Carter. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Glad to be here. We, we were talking a little bit before this and we just had to hit record because we were already jumping right into the flow. And you are... <laughs> Live Vite on online. That's your website. That's your social media handle. Did I did I pronounce that correctly, or do you have a do you have a different pronunciation? Yeah, li- live. Yeah, that's it. Live Vite. So basically, it represents living life. Essentially, what we just talked about earlier: living life on your terms. So n equals one game, health, life. You can flex it, do what you like with it. So again, that that's the whole principle with my brand, or what I do as a nutritionist, it's like understanding and discovering each and everyone's like way of living and then optimize it or tweaking it to their suitable needs based on their goals or what's going on. How did you come to this practice, this philosophy? It probably stemmed from my own health issues and it stemmed from me also asking better questions. So when you ask better questions, you usually get better answers depending on how plastic or open, flexible your mind is. So again, I was just diving into the health space, went on the bulletproof uh, bandwagon, the bulletproof train. And then I was like, well, this, this is kind of like, doesn't really make sense. And I think I heard one of uh, Dave Asprey's critics said a few things and I was like, oh, I never pondered the idea of that. And then basically just had a counter, uh, listened to a counter argument. And I was like, oh, there's two sides of a coin here. And then that, that spiraled into other things. And then it was wrapped around my own health issues or health journey itself. And it was just like, I wasn't really getting the real answers or the questions that I, again, my questions have evolved. And the questions I was asking was very poor. So then I was just getting these shitty answers. And then I wasn't really changing anything. And I was just like, like just thinking, um, I'm like, this causes that, that's the problem. And not understand, uh, understanding how like the essence of life or like, why am I doing this? Understanding the why behind things. Why would I want to go on a low carb diet? Why, why do I really need to go high with protein? Or, or why do I need to train? All these kind of things. And then it's just lessons, lessons learned, then re, uh, unlearned, then relearned basically. And just continuously recycling that, that process basically. It is this journey 
you know, where there, there's ups and downs, there's, there's peak and, peaks and valleys in the, the approach that you're taking is so powerful. Ask, looking at it from a question angle, because everyone's looking for answers. They're not yeah. thinking about, you know, how can I ask a question here? There's no, there's no answer. There's, there's no, there's no endpoint with your journey or with health. Health is, health in itself is just a state. It, it's not a destination. So again, like you, you're always going to be chasing it if you take that approach instead of being it and embracing it. You're always going to be searching for the answers. And really in like modern science, especially, or these evidence-based uh, narratives, it, it's just going to be inconclusive because it, it just doesn't exist. And in, in itself, that's kind of pseudoscientific of what life is about when it's based on like physical laws or probability scales. And um, I, I think that's the key thing to really understand it is not a destination like oh, oh, i'm going to be i'm going to be healthy when i do this or or I'm, that's healthy to me when i'm going to be like 100 kilos and i can squat that no because again the the bar will always be going like speaking from experience like the goal of mine was to be 100 kilos i achieved that the goal of mine once before was to lift like 200 kilos i've done that so again the the bar always increases and that's what it's about as well pushing the boundaries because there is no boundary where where there's there's it's just life it's living is there a way that you perceive health in your own body when you wake up as ryan how are you sort of taking a read how are you, how are you tuning your body every day is it, is it like your mood your energy levels the way that you slept the way that your body mind performs and then you're sort of shifting your actions to sort of coordinate all that yeah so so again that that feedback mechanism a self-reflective process that you're referring to is 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 variable as well but again i do think there's this big nice principle of happy like content within like within yourself a bit of gratitude coming about about what what you've done what you're doing who you're around so that's happy and then there's horny so like some like libido some like morning wood essentially for a man i think that's fairly strong and then the next one would be hungry. And that doesn't mean to like, okay, cool, I could eat a 10-ounce ten, ten steak. It's just be, yeah, I could eat something right now. Things are good. And again, that's coming from the reproductive. That's coming from uh, consumption. Um, and that's coming from a state of mind. So again, these are three powerful um, factors to consider when we think about optimal health and how I'm feeling. So again, that costs like literally nothing to do. You don't need like an aura ring. You don't need to subscribe to that algorithm, which in my opinion is just bullshit. Um, you don't need to do all these kind of things. You don't need to journal. You can just literally do that a few, a few mo like a, two moments in your brain. Bang, there you go. And again, like my day would lightly not really change from that because again, like I could have an amazing conversation with someone in a coffee shop as an example, and that would just put me in an amazing state, uh, state of mind and just change my day completely. Or I could basically screw my calendar up and like be overwhelmed with work and to-do lists and that that would alter like that, that morning, oh wow, it's going to be a great day ahead. So again, I'm all, always like adjusting and adapting. And again, that, that whole point of being fluid, we don't want to be rigid. And then that's obviously when um, things are just going to go spiral out of control and then like we haven't got that flexibility and then you just go in a downer and then next thing you know, you're like you're you're shoveling like tacos and hamburgers in because yeah, your day wasn't perfect. So we've got to be flexible in the whole sense. And that's even like, especially so living in, in, the mond uh, in a modern uh, 
society with abundance everywhere and information everywhere. We have to be so flexible. We have to be very aware of ourselves. It's almost like someone learning to play the guitar. They've got the notes. They're like, okay, I'm going to no blue light at night. I'm going to get sunshine in the morning. And then you're like Jimi Hendrix at this point. You're just shredding on the guitar, you know, riffing in the moment. Yeah. You've achieved a level of mastery. Well, I mean, once you dial in your light environment, everything else within reason becomes more efficient and effortless. That's the whole key of health, making things efficient. And again, when we go down to like sort of the CICO, calories in, calories out, micronutrient sort of bandits out there, like you, you can get bogged down with all this kind of stuff. And once you dial in your light environment, everything like your metabolism, how your mitochondria, these, these organelles inside your cell, which we harvest and excite energy from, they, they hum better, basically. So again, you actually have less concern and need around food. You become more efficient with the energy that you're using or the way you're storing energy as well. So you actually need less. And again, this is true abundance, really. Because again, like more money doesn't always mean like more happiness. Like more food doesn't actually mean more energy. And this is sort of a narrative or an assumption that a lot of people make in this space. And again, there's so much assumptions from the quote-unquote experts out there, self-proclaimed experts. And unfortunately, there's obviously these assumptions from the listener who's obviously just getting spoon-fed this, the spills about this and that or some backhand with affiliations and all these kind of things. But again, it's really up to you to decipher and sieve out all this kind of crap. And again, I like to disrupt this sort of, uh, this space. I, I mean, I don't really enjoy, like, I don't enjoy calling people out. But again, it, it does like turn heads and like, okay, he's saying this. So again, it is provocative, but again, it's not nothing personal when I'm saying like Carnivore Elias is like talking trash and doesn't even have a, like, a clue about what he's going on about. Uh, and again, it's not like he's a bad person. I think he's, he's, he talks a lot of good things. And again, for someone coming into the space who doesn't know anything, yeah, all, like all for it, like listen to his stuff. But again, it's only going to take you so far. And again, it's going to take you down to this thing of like, okay, there's the end point because that's that one narrative and one belief stemming from like Peterians or Ray Pete as an example. And clearly he had a few things wrong uh, in his approach if he actually listened to how he spoke because something like seriously is not firing or wasn't firing there. But again, it's just like you as a person have to take all these, even me, like taking pinches or things from what I'm saying, what, what, what they're saying, what Grimhood saying, what, what a lot of these people are, are saying and then, try to make sense out of that. And again, that's another function of health is making sense out of this chaos all around us, which could be light, which could be food, because at the end of the day, food is coming to our body in a chaotic state in our gut. And we need to break this down. And that's really chaos. It's not like this conveyor belt, oh, this lovely piece of uh, loosings coming in here and it's going to get elegantly like snipped at that place there and get put onto that sort of muscle over here doesn't really work like that and again the more efficient you are in the grand scheme of things as your body's like a orchestra and everyone's in synergy here and and going on playing on the same hymn sheet or the same tune of music it becomes easy and again like, i honestly don't lose my mind with nutrition that much again it's very important but i don't lose my mind to it i just optimize my whole body and outlook and even the way i'm like discussing 
psychology or whatever you want to call it, mindset, it's the same thing. It's in harmony. It's it's coherence. It's flowing. So again, it becomes like I, I train I train like bloody hard, but again, I don't don't lose my mind to it. I'm not in the gym like two hours a day or obsessing or or even even taking creatine and things like this. I just build muscle and get strong because everything's dialed in. That's that's how it. That's how easy it should really be working. And you mentioned the foundation of that is sunshine, the solar energy from our closest star. And that's part of what drove you from London down to Central America. It's also a big part of what drove me from New Hampshire out to Los Angeles, just being able to get more sunshine. It really is the foundation of health in, in a lot of ways. And it's so neglected by everyone trying to count their calories and their macronutrients. How, how did your life shift when you made the move from England down to Central America, where you are now? Yeah, I mean, my, my uh, maybe it's like two years before making the move, my life was fairly much like free and like there's decent. So again, I'm, I'm big for the decentralized approach. And again, as a nutritional therapist, it's pretty much a decentralized um, job. I'm not a nutritionist, I'm not a dietitian, which essentially is maybe not really a nutritionist, there's some context with that, but dietitians have to follow some guidelines. As a nutritional therapist, I can be very flexible and adaptable to my clients and read in between the lines and then connect the dots and whatnot. So again, I was fairly decentralized in, in my approach before moving. I was in England. And then when I came down to Mexico, that's the first place I went to, it was like a night and day difference. Like silence, the jungle, the water cycles are different here as well. So again, we've got humidity, uh, being close to the water, more grounding all day. Uh, seeing life, seeing how people live in a different environment, even in Nicaragua, which is like the poorest country in Central America, like it is so eye-opening with your perception of everything. <laughs> and like recently, I said that thing about pondering, where you see a lot of play, uh, people in Central America and South America literally just pondering. And what that means is basically being on a hammock or on a chair, just on their porch, and just like literally just sitting there, doing jack shit. Now, in a Western mentality, that would be like, you're, you're lazy, bro. Like, what are you doing? Get off your ass, clean up your yard, or get a job. Well, again, their values is not about making money. They don't need to make money. Their life, their values is tied to just enjoying themselves and just being. So again, this perception of me seeing this is like, wow, where, where am I? What, how, what, what does the, my, where's my value coming from? And then it just basically solidified to time. So time is your biggest like capital. And again, it's all about slowing down the time to be able to do in the things that you want to do with your life. So again, that could be, if you really want to, that could be like skydiving. That could be partying at nightclubs and enjoying yourself, dancing. That could be uh, free diving. That could be playing soccer. That could be playing time, uh, spending time with your kids. Whatever it is, it doesn't really matter because that's where you have your value and your enjoyment out of life. And then with that, you, you can appreciate, you, you have more appreciation and you can do the things that you want to and life doesn't speed up. Because again, when we're inflamed, when we're living this Western sort of um, domestication, life goes, like you burn for it. I speak to my dad and he's like, duh, 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 duh. and it's just like, wow, like, what are you doing? So again, this was, a, this was a big like eureka moment, essentially. And, um, 
it has just changed my perspective. And again, I don't think I'd ever go back to a Western country to actually live um, for good. So people are just out there pondering. You mean they're not on their phones just like this all day, every day? They're actually interacting with their own consciousness and, and, and contemplating life in, in, like a, in, in a serious way? What, what a wild concept. I, I can only imagine the benefits that would stem from that downstream, being able to actually reflect on the life that, that they're being living instead of being sucked into technology 24-7 and other people's ideas. Yeah, I mean, again, it's kind of ironic that we, we as like consumers are taking information from, from a social media medium, which again is a severe detrimental, uh, has severe detrimental effects on our health. So again, we really need to understand this, not abuse this. It's so easy. It's designed to be addictive, no doubt about it. However, like we have to have that critical thinking where like, okay, cool, maybe I have to put some boundaries in place. Maybe I have a timer. Maybe I just do it twice a day or whatever it is. Otherwise, yeah, like holding, holding phones, being connected all the time, disconnects you from nature essentially. Disconnects you from your body because again, you're always going out. You're, you're outsourcing your thinking. You're outsourcing like your learning um, ability um, to think for yourself. You're outsourcing your connections. And again, speaking to someone in real life, even like meeting a girl in real life has got nothing on Tinder or Bumble, whatever it is. Like the comparison is just like so far-fetched. And like the butterflies when you go up to speak to a girl, like, oh, I, should, I, I, need to, I need to talk to her. I need to do it. This is my chance. And again, like you can't get that experience. So again, it's basically creating like a fallacy with, with health. And like these, these again, a, a new word is a keyboardarian, basically. A keyboardarian where like they're giving out all this information about health, nutrition, all this kind of stuff, trying to convince you to go vegan. Like, yeah, but like, you're living a pathetic life why why would i want to like listen to what you're doing when you can't even like do anything that's like 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 amazing for a human to do you're just spouting stuff behind a keyboard that's not how humans function no it's it's sad and and you're sharing a really important message this is there are so many people suffering under the exact conditions that you just described so many keyboardarians who are living (laughs) this life that is just not it's not good. Yeah. And again, that's, that's like when you see people like Liver King, obviously he's got a team behind the scenes doing his stuff. Again, if he had to do it himself, maybe it'd be a different thing. But again, he's like, the thing that I rate about him is like he's living it. He's practicing what he preaches. He's got skin in the game. Even like Paul Saladino, I don't agree with some of the stuff that he says, but he's got skin in the game. He's got a team doing his thing, lightly, but he's got skin in the game. He's doing it. Um, so again, I, I really respect these people who are literally skin in the game. Um, but the issue is when they, they, uh, personally or their brands bend it to fit their narratives. Um, and again, because again, at the end of the day, they have conflict of interest. Me, I have no conflict of interest. I, I might have a few affiliations with a red light device, blue light blocking glasses. I don't actually think I plug them that much. Um, but. Again, my, my conflict is, is my clients. That's all I care about. And obviously myself, that, that's, that's, that's who I got skin in the game for. Not like manipulating data points to show that, yeah, like some green vegetables are going to kill you or honey is superior source of nitrates 
comparing to like green vegetables, which is just absurd. Um, so again, we have to always take like things with a pinch of salt in a space. Absolutely essential. Yeah. And, and you're, instead of doing all of that, you're actually living life. You're, you're down exploring a very cool area with, with a lot of monkeys and sunshine and, and ocean. And what, what are some interesting experiences that you've had down, down there? Is it, is it an adventurous place? Yeah, I mean, encounters with the, the policia here. So um, some, some things on the sly for not wearing a helmet uh, that they do, they do happen down here. Um, for me, like another one was recently going out. I was hanging out with someone who works for me who, who came out to Nicaragua, a 20-year-old, and he's studying to become a nutritional therapist and like following my footsteps. And again, his energy being a 20-year-old, and I say his name, Lu, uh, Luis, and um, was like game-changing for me. I, I feel like I'm not an old man. I'm 36. But like being around him was just like powerful. And then going out to the fiestas here, listening to ragatone, staying out to 2 a.m. in the morning, waking up at 6 a.m. or 7 a.m. and like being able to bounce back, but enjoy myself like dancing and like going with the flow was like an amazing experience for myself. Um, Just how simple life is, what it's really about. And again, that whole thing about pondering. Um, I climbed a a mountain, uh, a volcano uh, two days ago for Christmas day using my earth runners which was a, a, a pretty cool thing. And again, we had a, a local guide and the guy was like unbelievable. It was like a goat, basically. He was like, he could run up, he could run up that volcano and there's, there's, there's three of us and we're like, oh my God, like we're like holding onto the trees and it, it, it was tough. That was extremely challenging, but we've done that. Um, stars, seeing the stars at nighttime, again, that, that, that should be normal, yet in a Western world, completely absent. Listening to the sound of waves at nighttime, especially. The crushing sound of the waves hitting the beach or the rocks. Um, just seeing poverty, seeing what it's really like with nothing, essentially, is, is powerful. But also, the flip, flip side is also seeing them also doing the same mistakes that the Western world is doing as well. And again, unfortunately, they get spoon-fed the Western um, shit, propaganda, manipulation with like vegetable oils or lazy, not laziness, but like you get more money. That means that you don't have to cook and you can order, you eat out more. And again, you can see the obesity problems here. Or again, even these people, they actually have... Um, obviously more melanin than I do, but yet they actually wear sun cream. They actually avoid the sun because they're scared of the sun or they just can't uh, physically tolerate it because they get migraines from the power from from the blue light in, in natural light. So again, it's really interesting to see the flip side of this. That is. Yeah. Again, you can see what's going to happen. Like when technology expands and it gets cheaper for them to integrate it, like... They're just going to be like America, uh, Americans or Europeans, basically. And who's happier, would you say? The average Nicaraguan, the people that you're hanging out with, or, or the people in London? Definitely the Nicaraguans for the majority. However, like, it's, it's like the perspective is they probably aspire to be and experience the London life, though. Because for them, this is what it's been sort of portrayed, what life is about. 
with like the flash cars going out, the sophistication, having think on demand, having like they don't even have Amazon here, bro. They don't even have postal addresses here. So, so, so again, it's just like this is what they likely aspire to. Not all of them, maybe the younger generation, because again, social media has touched it. It is everywhere. Kids nowadays are on the screen. Like there's kids here, like ten years old with a mobile phone. So again, it's sort of ha- it has been like distorted in a certain way, but. It, but it also on the flip side, for the Westerner, people being in London, depending on their age, it's maybe now too scary uh, to, to embark on, to, to be decentralized, to live in this kind of place. Because again, there, there, there's obviously some excuses and some true, true responsibilities now, but also the choices that they made, they never had this perspective of what's available or what's out there, where they could actually live this kind of life. So again, people give me stick online saying okay it's very easy for you to say this whilst in central america well again i'm very grateful for the choices that i've made in my life for me to allow to be here like i don't have kids i don't have a a wife i don't have a girlfriend as such um i don't have a business property um i'm very and then i there's there's my personality is like helpless to a certain degree and again, I'm here. And of course, I'm going to take the advantage. And of course, I'm going to promote it and tell other people out there that this is possible. And like maybe younger generations, it's more, there's more probabilities of attaining this. But again, there's never say never. Like you said, you moved. You took the risk. I would say, actually, California is probably not good enough. Um, you probably need to come down further south, to be honest with you. And again, you also made an assumption that your sunlight is decent there. Okay? And again, it, it, it's different. And again, just because it's sunny and just because you might have skin in a game, it actually doesn't mean that you're even making any photo byproducts either. So again, most people in like Northern America, even the people in like Texas or Miami, and again, you hear practitioners talk about this. I think my friend Dan Gardner, um, Gardner or Gard- Gardner, is talking about some of his clients that they're in, they're in the, the South and their vitamin D levels are still in the toilet. It's because again, there's an assumption that just because you go in the sun, you think you're making, making vitamin D, but the process behind it is actually quite complex. You actually need to have optimal health to make vitamin D in the first place. And again, that's like based on water chemistry. Uh, there's a circadian mechanism there as well. Uh, and again, there's some other like systems involved within the liver and kidneys and whatnot. But again, it's not as easy and, and like the assumptions are there. And it's also the assumptions with like, okay, just tra- count your calories or go in a calorie deficit or just take creatine or just eat more protein that that's just going to translate to like being healthier. Because again, I listen to, I listen and I look at the people giving this, this, this advice and I'm like, well, mm, mm, there's a bit of a disconnect to what you're saying and what actually is like you look like basically it doesn't really stack up there's something amiss here and then there'd be like fear around like pesticides and all this kind of stuff which again there's some real concern with that however like they haven't got skin in the game they're they're still stuck in a a microwave city or accommodation they look trash and like they're, they're more concerned in spreading fear around pesticides than actually truly living life and doing other, other more robust things to combat it. And again, once you have optimal health, everything that you're concerned about within the environment to, uh, um, yeah, everything that you're concerned about with like microplastics, with heavy metals, molds, all this kind of stuff, they, they, they basically just blow away. And again, you know the thing of like an aura, 
where people say, oh, he's got a good aura or when you just feel like so robust within yourself and you're around negative people and they just talk shit or they say bad things and they just got a bad vibe. You know, when you can just repel that shit and just like blow it away, it doesn't even touch you. This is basically what happens when you have optimal health. Your redox, your negativity inside your cell is so strong that basically nothing can actually come in and disturb how your cell is fundamentally functioning. That's what redox and good optimal health is about. Of course, if you are literally just drinking sunlight, uh, sun-exposed plastic bottles, a shit ton of mercury uh, from fish, and you've got amalgams, taking antibiotics, like that, there's, you can't really combat that. But again, like within reason, give your body the chance to it truly express itself in this higher level, this high redox state. Nothing can touch you. It's like nada. Nothing like you, this is how your body works. And again, we're being in Central America, like mold is everywhere. Like again, in the Western world, from certain practitioners, it's it's feared upon, it's scared of. Actually, like actually, it's a little bit is healthy for you. It actually turns on some anti antioxidant response elements, which actually stimulate better health. And actually, mold is found in coffees for that reason. Again, mold a coffee is grown in this environment. It's stored in this environment. It might, it could or should have some mold on it. Again, maybe not extreme levels, but maybe a little bit. But again, the issue here is people drinking coffee where they shouldn't really be drinking coffee because coffee is grown in high altitudes with high UV light. And again, why do people think they should be drinking coffee in the UK or New York or even LA to a certain degree? It doesn't really make sense. And again, this is the manipulation of our food system where we think we can control it, play God or play Mother Nature, think we're smarter, doesn't really work like that. And, and the more you do that, playing God, the more you're disconnected from how life fundamentally works, the worse your health will likely be, or the more control you would have to take to, to control this sort of allostatic or homeostatic uh, regulation model. And again, that comes into the calories in, calories out narrative, where... Like, you'd eat shit, but again, if you control your calories, it will be okay. You'll regulate your body weight. Well, again, there's a biological toll for that. That would be basically your mental health. And maybe down the line in 18 months where you just basically will just have to give up because your body can't cope, cope it anymore. And again, we see this when people like Lane Norton like get shredded to promote their app or they do like a powerlifting meet. And then like two months later, it's just like ballooned. And again, like, it's because he didn't count his calories, of course, and he's going to say that, and he had to let his hair... Like, but again, like, it's because humans shouldn't really be counting calories. Again, calories actually don't even exist in physiological, uh, physiological terms. They are nothing to do with energy or, or metabolism, essentially. They're a proxy of potential heat energy outside of the body. Um, however, it doesn't mean that we should throw the baby out with the bathwater. There is some context there. And again, depending where you are, and again, living in this modern world, if you're eating pseudo food all the time, understanding, okay, calorie content is going to have a big, a big effect or um, going to be moving the needle and building the momentum on your journey. And again, it's building awareness. So again, everything is a tool out there, depending on your context, depending on where you are, what your goals are. But again, if we are truly efficient and have this redox state, and again, your, your whole lifestyle, where you're not on social media all the time, 
where you're not inundated with recipes. Again, that's going to be a, a big reliever of your brain thinking of food all the time. Or when you're walking down in Santa Monica, restaurant, cafe, they're going to flood the streets with the sweet aromas of these pastries. Again, this is very abnormal. This isn't, this isn't how humans really evolved. We, we, we didn't have the luxurious smells of um, cinnamon rolls or whatever stuff flo- is floating around in Santa Monica. Again, like we were just like feasting and fam- like feasting and fasting, basically. And then when obviously when we did eat, we we ate everything that was in sight. This is how like again looking at dog, basically a wild dog or any other wild animal. This is really how they work or function. Now humans are slightly different because our brain is extremely developed and we're the most advanced species on this world. So again, maybe we did have some conservation where we say, okay, cool, we'll put that away for hibernation or when it gets cold, a bit like a squirrel with what it does with its nuts. Maybe humans did do that to some uh, some uh, some some place in our evolution. But again, it's it's humans are when we're humans when we're in a state of inflammation and chaos, like we can't make sense out of anything. We don't have the ration rational thinking goes out the window. Common sense goes out the window. And again, like you're just going to be eating more, essentially. You're going to be craving the foods which give you the biggest bang for buck and are going to give you that biggest reward, uh, sort of that dopamine sort of reward um, firing. And again, you're just going to be craving that until you actually address the underlying causes. And again, it's it's all coming from the brain. And again, remember that light signal is coming into the brain from your eyes and your eyes are an extension of your brain. But also your skin, skin in the game, the skin is actually very much connected to your brain in how it evolves on a stem cell line. It's, it's coming from the same derm line, basically. Beautiful riff. You really got down to the root of, of a lot of the issues that we're having as a society. The skin is you know, functioning as, as a solar panel for our, our brain and then everything else is is connected to that and, and so many people aren't able to make sense of the chaos in the world and modern civilization is spiraling out of control because we're, we're disconnected from everything that you just mentioned and you did briefly mention a term redox would you mind just defining that quickly for folks listening who aren't familiar with that term yeah so it will be basically like your bank balance okay so we have a positive and negative the human body is technically net negative and we want to maintain a net negative charge. And we have certain molecules around our body. Uh, let's think of vitamin C, let's think of vitamin E, glutathione as an example. And again, they will be donating, they'll be gifting a, a electron essentially. And this would be basically the coming into the equation of a redox. And redox stands for reduction, oxidation. So oxidation, is loss reduction is gain so again we want to be more reduced we want to be more chemically reduced not oxidized when we become oxidized obviously that is going to be having a a distorted free radical signal it's going to be leading to quicker speed of time aka aging uh you're going to be in a mace a mess sorry when we're more reduced we're actually like donating more we're actually condensing things. We're actually flowing better, essentially. And again, like the redox is this basically net balance of the cell or the membrane potential, essentially. And again, this is going to be dictating how much flow energy, how much intracellular water 
or easy water that you have in your body, the light that each and every cell and mitochondria release as well. So we actually endogenously release light. And that's when basically you can look at infrared cameras of humans or other animals, and you can see their the infrared light release, essentially. The, the, the human body works the same thing, uh, same way, sorry. Um, and obviously, like from the ground, this is when we actually get and donate uh, the most electrons in the body. Uh, when we download, when we're grounding on Earth, we're actually absorbing a lot of electrons, this negative energy. And actually, there's a difference with the electricity or this negative energy from your feet compared to your brain. Okay, so again, the higher you are, you go off grounds, the more uh, positive or the less negative you become. Um, so there's, there's a this. So again, this is this is redox basically, and again, nutrition does have a component there. That's where we do eat quote-unquote antioxidants, but we also consume pro-oxidants as well. So again, we can get too carried away with adding in more antioxidants or pro-oxidants, and where this is think we're, we're becoming plain gods again, where really ancestrally, maybe we didn't have this sort of amount of broccoli sprouts that people say, tell us to eat. Maybe we didn't have this amount of fish oil, five grams a day, that people tell us that we, should, that we were eating. Like, if you actually broke that down to the amount of oysters you would need to eat for five grams of fish oil a day, I doubt that that person could consume that. So again, this is where like common sense goes out the window when we're, we're in this nutritional science approach where we think like evidence base is the, the godsend and we should just be dogmatic with data and numbers and statistics where we lose, we lose our rational thinking of how evolution biology truly works. That's a great definition and a powerful perspective to take on optimizing the body's wellness and, and health and, and vitality. You mentioned something really interesting a while back about the, the way life works, the fundamental nature of reality. How do you view sort of what all this is? Because I think a lot of people look at the, the human as a machine, but I think that's way off target. And that makes them kind of play God, taking all these inputs to get an output. It seems to me like we're more like this sort of energy cloud that can sort of create the future that we want to live in a way. Yeah, I mean, we're basically just consolidated of like atoms bouncing and bumping into each other, basically, and vibrating. So the speed of that vibration and combustion or bouncing around is going to be very much connected to your health and state of mind, basically. And the further, the, the, the more chaos that is, the more expansion that would be. And again, this would be basically where we get cancers, when we get obesity, because that increases size. And again, there's a biophysical change here that we see. And again, you can see this with blood work as well, with changes in red blood cells. Anything that increases in size is basically showing you that the thermodynamic efficiency has been reduced and they need to create space to, to, to help out uh, the signal. So again, what, when you have optimal health, you're shrinking this and the, the atoms are basically working more coherently together. And again, it's, it's a combustion of like light, heat. Again, it's the same thing. This energy flow and uh, the magnetic field around these atoms and the way they're spinning basically. And again, this is fundamentally how it works. We're not machines. We're not robots. We are very similar to like laptops in that sense with certain functions. But again, they don't have our brain. They are the brain of human body is just completely insane. A laptop we use silicone. We all use carbon as an example. We'll still need charging, like using your charger to charge your laptop. 
But again, like we are truly disconnected and we use nature basically to charge us. And nature, that would also be food. And again, remember, food is stored light energy anyway. So again, it always comes back to light, no matter how you look at it. And again, like how we even look at each other, basically what you're seeing is the light release on my skin. That's my complexion. You're seeing how my atoms are basically bouncing and reacting to each other. And that's basically my face. And obviously there's some genetics there which are holding things in place. Um, my phenotypes and stuff like that. But the epigenetically, like, yeah, if I basically looked at blue light, my face would be aged more quickly. Um, however, it's not. I'm looking at sunlight, and that's why I've got pigmentation and melanin coming through. So, again, that's basically just flex, flexing like my folate uh, physiology or my copper and vitamin A or even my plant phenols that I'll be eating, which would be influencing how much light I absorb and um, the actual chain reactions of their excite, um, their, their um, state of oxygen release, basically. So again, like this is that that's how I see like human body. It, it's it's definitely not a machine. And again, this is where you where you come to the thing like take this, you get that, or take five grams of creatine, increase in muscle mass by twenty percent. Like again, the body does not work like that. Sure, the studies might say it, and that's the average. But again, human bodies, are, are, I'm definitely not average. And again, it doesn't really work like that. Definitely outside of research um, studies, we, we're real-life creatures. But again, it's probably going to be more associated and connected when you're in the Western world, living like a zoo animal, basically. Because again, it's more controlled. When you're flexing and living life out here, there's, there's more things like randomly happening, like just now. It's just a storm. It's like literally just poured down for two minutes and now the sun's shining again. Like this is just how random things are. However, the more control we have, the more stricter and the more maybe the science or the evidence-based narrative fits that because it's controlled for. Okay? And that's why you're going to always see discrepancies with studies and that's why you shouldn't really take them too seriously if you don't even understand the subjects and uh, the design of a study and what it really truly means and if it actually... You need to give two fucks about it anyway. Yeah, so true. And I've, I've appreciated you sharing your deep knowledge on, on health and wellness, vitality. What, 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 are you, what are you kind of challenged with these days? Like, what are you focused on to, to try and create in the world? What's, what's kind of top of mind for you and, and your soul's sort of focus these days? I don't think big, like I'm going to change the world or anything like that. But at this moment in time, all I care about is my clients. And... I care about spreading a good message and hopefully touch other people. Um, but again, I'm not going to destroy my health to do so or take the expense by doing it on social media and basically go against my integrity. Uh, and actually like recently, just like last week of being in like a, that volcano, uh, volcano island in Nicaragua and just being with three friends and just like discussing and pondering. Like it is just like a eureka moment. It's like, uh, there's a cost to everything. And again, I don't mind being on social media and sharing stuff, but I, I don't really want to change or think I'm going to change the world by doing it because, again, it goes against what I'm trying to do. Um, and again, it doesn't mean I'm not going to be there or do anything. It just means I'm just going to be more, have more boundaries um, in place. Um, but yeah, the, the, my clients, essentially, because, again, that allows me to live the lifestyle that I want to create 
but also promote to them as well. So it's actually, <laughs> they're paying me to live the lifestyle that they're one, maybe one of the reasons why they want to be working with me in the first place. Maybe they are, they're, <laughs> they're seeing it in my eyes and because I'm, I'm living it basically. I don't know. But like my clients, um, sharing this sort of information with like-minded people like yourself, I think is really powerful as well. But again, we're not taking things so seriously. Um, we're just saying how it is because again, like life is not serious. It's very random. Um, and again, like we said, even before starting, this is about having fun, about enjoying yourself, whatever that means to you. Uh, but doing it in a more like common sense, human derived, uh, way of existence. Um, because again, someone might say that, Oh, just do what you enjoy. And for them, it might be just eating like crispy creams. I'm not saying that. I'm definitely not saying that. I'm saying it on like human, uh, homo sapiens sort of terms of what thriving and living's like. And again, maybe it is crispy creams every now and then. Like, that's fine. If you really want to live your life like that on your terms, um, that that's not me. Um, I mean, I don't drink. I, I I have no desire to eat pseudo food. And again, for me, it's not even no discipline. It is just a way of living. I don't even think about these type of foods. I, it, I look at it and it's just like, it doesn't even exist. It's dead to me, basically. But again, I'm very different. I've been in the game for like 10 years to, to build this way of thinking. Um, and again, I don't even think they're that bad if you've got good health. It just, it just, it's just dead. It has no meaning for me. It has no value. Because again, my life is about my value, about my time. And for me, that would be costing my time. And not giving me anything back in return. Maybe for a split second. But again, I can get that from eating like some amazing dark chocolate or a bit of a small square of dark chocolate here or really enjoying uh, an espresso or something like that and actually savoring it as well because that's it. the thing. I've got the time to savor it. I'm not running to Starbucks, like, like emptying it in my mouth whilst walking and catching a subway. I've built my life so I can have time to enjoy the, the, the smaller things, but the, for me, the more rewarding things in life. Man, that's such a powerful message and, and so important in, in today's day and age. And I appreciate you taking the time to share it with me and every, everyone listening. And is, is there any last message or, or parting words that, that you'd like to, to share? Yeah, yeah, you, you said it. It's just like the skin is a solar panel. We're, we're a decentralized, moving solar panel. So when you have your skin in the game, like just have your skin in the game, have zero Fs about what people think. Again, I get laughed at here. They, they think like, who's this like tanned green, like I'm not even a gringo, tanned European guy, Australian they might think I am because I've got long hair. Like they laugh at me. And again, I, I, I love it. I mean, I probably enjoy it actually. But again, have zero Fs what people think of you. Just do you. Again, just start small when I say skin in the game. Obviously you have to be careful with the sun. Because again, it can be dangerous if you haven't built up a solar callus. Just start small, small steps. And just always bring it back to the brain. Like your, your brain needs to be on point because everything is led through a choice and behavior aspect. Not from control or manipulation, but from your brain and from your values and yeah, your, your, your intentions of how you want to live your life and who you want to be, who you want to share it with, who you want to connect it with. So again, that would be my parting uh, TED Talk. Awesome. Ryan, thank you. Thank you very much.